In an area of space known as the Courtyard, a Federation ship moves across the stars, patrolling the borders between three civilizations. Its mission? Maintain peace, and to remain ever watchful in endless vigilance. Stardate 2381.181. They're initiating warp now. Warp drive is cycling. Power to the nacelles are positive. Increase to speed. Warp bubble engaging in five, four. Wait. Wait, what the? What is it, Nikolai? What? What just happened? Oh my god. It just exploded. But that can't be. It, it shouldn't have. What do you mean, Nikolai? That ship shouldn't have exploded, Mitch. All the readings were good. They did everything right. I don't understand. Lieutenant Max, are you picking up any other ships in the area? Negative, Captain. No ships detected on sensors. The crew. Their families. Commander Valdor. Are there any survivors? No, sir. Captain, we should contact the Commodore. Agreed. Commander Reznov, Commander Valdor, see what you can learn. Aye, sir. Lieutenant Draw, please contact Commodore Williamson and put it through to my ready room. Aye, sir. XO, you have the bridge. Affirmative, sir. Everything seemed to be in the green, and then the ship suddenly exploded. That's terrible. I agree. That is unfortunate. I'm sorry, but since the flight was not successful, I believe it is time for you to return to Cure Station. Yes, sir. Mitch, there's no way that ship should have exploded. I'm sorry, Commodore. Ambassador. I'm serious. That ship should not have exploded. And why do you think that, Commander? Because there was absolutely nothing wrong with their systems. That ship should have gone to warp without fail. Commodore, I believe... Listen to me, dammit. That ship shouldn't have blown up. I am telling you, their warp drive system was completely sound. That ship should have been able to achieve warp easier than when Cochrane did it. There has to be something else that caused this. Are you suggesting sabotage, Commander? It would be the only explanation, but... But what? Well, if it was sabotage, Dulan and I should have noticed it with our sensors. So, Commander, what is it that you are asking? We need to investigate. We'll immediately need to get some of that ship's debris on board for analysis. Out of the question. General Order 1 applies here. We are prohibited from interfering with the Vitesians. But sir, we won't be interfering. The Vitesians do not have the capability to investigate their ship's debris, and as long as we're not picked up on their satellites, with all due respect, I don't see how we would be violating General Order 1. I don't see the point of this. What do you hope to gain? Answers to why that ship exploded when it shouldn't have, uh, sir. Well then what? What will you do with this information, Commander? Included in our report, sir. Commodore, I know this is a Federation matter, but I really can't see the harm with the Vigilance investigating. You have 48 hours. Thank you, sir. The Vigilance and her crew are not, under any circumstances, to violate General Order 1. Am I clear? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Good luck. Cure station out. I'll get started right away. Nikolai. Yeah? Knock next time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I hear you. I'll see you later. Good luck. Cure station out. So, Stephen, do you believe the chief engineer will find anything? I know Commander Reznov well enough to be afraid that he might. 
So, are you worried what they will ask next if they do find something? Yes. Are all of your first contact missions like this? I could use a drink. Anyone care to join me? I thought you would never ask. Ambassador, will you be joining us? Thank you, but no, there is something that I must attend to that I am already late for. Good day, gentlemen. Kapla. Good day, Ambassador. See you shortly, Dejuk. Damn it, Reznov. Damn it, I just don't understand. Gone over the data and the pieces of their warp core three times, and we're no further ahead than when we were when we started. Nikolai, we will get the answers. Are you always this calm, Dulan? I have learned a long time ago that remaining calm allows one to have more patience. If we are to be successful, patience is what we both need right now. Are you sure you're not part Vulcan? If that was meant to anger me, it did not work. I have no ill will towards Vulcans. I actually respect my ancestors' ability to remain logical in all matters. <laughs> Don't let Ensign Chang hear that. Does the Ensign not embrace his Vulcan ancestry? Actually, I think he despises the fact that he's part Vulcan. Do you know the reason why? You know, I... actually don't know. Hmm. The analysis on our data is complete. Well, let's hope the fourth time is the charm. Excuse me? Ah, an old Earth saying. Never mind. It was horrible, Rhea. One minute I was listening to the crew on the Vatesian ship, and then... They were just... gone. I know, T. But they did know the risk of what they were attempting to try. But their captain had a family. His children will never see my father again. You mean their father again, don't you? What? You said his children will never see your father again. No, I didn't. T, you did. Are you okay? I can feel some pretty deep emotions within you. I'll be okay. Are you sure? I said, I'll be okay. And stop reading me. I have to go for a walk. Oh my. Thank you for supporting this investigation. It means a lot to our crew. Welcome, Mitch. So, how are you doing? I'm fine. I'm glad to hear you say that, but... But what? But I can't help wondering if you are being completely honest with me. Katara? Uh, I'm sorry. I have overstepped boundaries. What's going on? Oh, hold on a second. There's someone at the door. Enter. Captain, do you have a moment... I should let you go, Commander. We will speak again soon. I'm sorry, Captain. It's obvious I was interrupting. I should leave. Please stay. Uh, you're not interrupting. What can I do for you? Sir, I'm wondering... well... Actually, I just need to... Ugh. How about you have a seat and take a deep breath? Would you care for something to drink? No, thank you. I'm fine. Okay, so how about you start again? Thank you, sir. I need your advice on a personal matter. Okay, I'll help if I can. It's about Tila. I'm concerned about her, and I'm not sure how to help her. Concerned how? Well, sir, I believe T is having a hard time coping with the incident involving the Vatesian ship, specifically with their crew. When T and I were in our quarters earlier... I had encouraged her to talk about the incident. I could tell it was bothering her. She made a comment about one of their crew members having a family. I assume she learned about this through listening in on their transmissions. Well, she said his children will never see my father again. When I commented on what she said, she became defensive and denied saying it. Then she became angry and I... She left when I told her I could sense her deep emotions. 
If I remember correctly, Tila lost both her parents during the Dominion War. Yes, that's correct. And I believe she was really close with her father. I'm not surprised this incident would dredge up old memories. What can I do to help? I was hoping that you could talk to her. I could if you think it would help. Considering how much she respects you, I think it would. It certainly couldn't be any worse than if I were to try again. I will talk to her this evening. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Good night, sir. Good night, Lariah. Have either of you eaten? Damn it! I can't believe I missed this! Missed what, Nikolai? Look at these readings. Their plasma coolant system readings increased suddenly, just as they initiated their warp drive. Okay. I'm a scientist, not an engineer. What does that mean? It means that it would explain the changes I noticed just before their ship exploded. How would that have caused their ship to explode? Oh, hi, Doc. Good evening, Doctor. Uh, what was that you asked? I asked how that would cause their ship to explode. Normally, a buildup in heat wouldn't, but I had forgot. They were using ceruleum gas as a warp plasma catalyst. Any sudden increase could prove fatal. I'm not an engineer, either. Okay, okay. The Vaticians use ceruleum gas found in ore deposits on their planet to increase the rate of chemical reaction of warp plasma. The plasma coolant system controls the plasma heat levels in the warp core. Ceruleum gas is volatile, especially when you ignite it. A sudden increase in temperature could ignite their plasma. Which would cause their ship to explode? Yes. Is ceruleum gas really that volatile? I believe it was in... 2293? Captain Sulu, while under attack by a Klingon battlecruiser, used the Excelsior's torpedoes to ignite the ceruleum gas within the Azure Nebula. Resulting explosion disabled the Klingon vessel. So, what caused the change in temperature? And that is the next thing we need to figure out. Not before getting something to eat. Doctor's orders. We should listen to the doctor. We can come back after eating, Nikolai. Fine. Computer, what is the location of Lieutenant Draw? Lieutenant Draw is on the bridge. Quinn to Lieutenant Draw. Draw here. Tila, if you have a moment, could you come by my quarters? Certainly, sir. On my way. Thank you. Quinn out. Ah, pot of chamomile tea and two cups. Enter. You wanted to see me, sir? Yes, I did. Please, have a seat. I made a pot of tea. Will you join me? Certainly. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. Mmm, chamomile tea. My favorite. Should I be worried? (laughs) Nothing's wrong, Tila. I just wanted to talk to you and see how you're doing. I'm fine, sir. Why do you ask? We all experienced something today that may or may not have an emotional impact, and I just wanted to make sure you were okay. Uh, You've been speaking with Loria. As a matter of fact, I have. It's no secret how much she cares for you. She's concerned about you. I'm fine. There's nothing wrong. Why does everybody keep asking? Well, I'm asking because I'm your captain. I'm... I'm so sorry, Captain. I didn't mean for it to sound that way. I know you didn't, Tila. It's okay. Would you mind if I shared something with you? No, sir. I wouldn't mind at all. When I was informed that the Citadel was listed as missing in action and no more resources would be utilized to search for her, it hit me hard. Really hard. Some thought that I was reacting like every other crew member on the Vigilance, but they were wrong. I'm... I'm sorry to hear that. I didn't know. There's nothing for you to be sorry for. I believe I was doing a pretty good job of hiding it. Did you know I have a sister? No, sir. I didn't. Her name is Amanda. She has the same rank as you. Really? What ship does she serve on? She served on the USS Donovan. Served? Sir? The Donovan went missing 
ten years ago. I'm so sorry, sir. I didn't know. Again, nothing for you to be sorry about. Until this evening, the only other person on the ship who knows is Nikolai. Commander Reznov. I suspected that you have known the commander for a long time, but... Nikolai and I have been like brothers since we were kids. He pretty much grew up in my house. He's always been a part of our family. So he was hurting as well after the official announcement of the Citadel status? Yes, he was. And we were here for each other. Tila, I know you suffered greatly during the Dominion War, and I'm not surprised that what happened today would have brought those memories to the surface. I just want you to know that you're not alone. You're right. I'm not alone. Thank you for reminding me of that, sir. You're welcome, Tila. If you will excuse me, I have someone to apologize to. Certainly. You have a good evening. Good night. Good night. I just can't believe I didn't remember they incorporated Ceruleum as a catalyst. You shouldn't be too hard on yourself, Nikolai. We've been at it for hours. At least you know the what now. Yeah, but now I need to learn the how. I recommend that we leave it until the morning. It will allow us to get the rest we both need. Couldn't have been a coolant leak. I would have noticed that right away. No, no, that would have shown up on the analysis. Nikolai, you really should get some rest. Yeah, soon. Maybe it had something to do with the vector they were on. Maybe they were close to that moon's gravitational pull and that caused, what, uh, friction? Would that have caused the increase in temperature? Well, it could, but... Maybe it happened too quickly? My readings on the bridge measured everything on their end was good. Good right up until the sudden temperature increase. And that happened quickly. Too quickly. There wasn't even enough time for them to shut down, even if their alarm was sounded. So it certainly wasn't pilot error. So they didn't have time to abort. Exactly. Good evening, gentlemen. May I join you? Ah, good evening, Max. Yes, please join us. Thank you, Doctor. I trust that everyone is doing well, as the current situation allows. If you call being as frustrated as a first-year cadet during introductions to basic warp mechanics doing well, then yes, I'm having a blast, Maxie. It would seem, Nikolai, that you are doing as well as Ensign Shivari is. What do you mean, Lieutenant? When I passed her in the corridor a short time ago, I gave simple pleasantries, and she did not respond as she usually does. She seemed rather upset. Did she say where she was going? I'm afraid I did not get the chance to inquire, sir. It definitely sounds to me like she wanted to be alone. Alone? Doc, nobody wants to be alone. Especially in a time like this. Let me handle it. It'll take my mind off this for a while, at least. Computer, what is the location of Ensign Shivari? Ensign Shivari is in Shuttle Bay 1, Parking Bay. What the hell is she doing down there? Whatever. I'll see you guys later. He's a very driven individual. Yes. Yes, he is. But at least he's not mulling over the temperature increase anymore. Did you hear that, Lynn? They won't be back in the lab until the morning. So... So... Let's go. Uh, go where? To the science lab. What? what why? Just come on. Oh, fine. You gonna tell me why we're here now? I want to look at their data from the wreckage. And what exactly do you expect to find that two commanders didn't? I don't know, but I, I want to look at it anyways. I mean, aren't you the least bit curious, Lynn? Uh, yeah, I mean, of course I am, but I mean, this is... But what? We're engineers, too. Hmm. So they found a sudden increase in temperature in the coolant system. You heard Commander Reznov in the mess hall. He said it couldn't be from a leak or they would have had prior warning. Right, so it has to be something else. But there just isn't enough to go on. Oh, I've got an idea, Lynn. Give me a hand with the pieces of the wreckage. What are you thinking? Did you ever do puzzles when you were a kid? Yeah, I hated them. Well, I love doing them. <sighs> of course you did. So, what are you thinking? I want to rebuild the coolant assembly. But we don't have all the required wreckage to do that. I know. 
That's why I'm going to create an algorithm that will help the computer to generate an image from the pieces we have. And you think that'll help? Well, I'm hoping a look at the complete assembly will tell us if it was the cause of the temperature increase. Uh, Yale, this is going to take all night. Yep. Ah, wonderful. Great. Just what am I missing? Why did the temperature increase as quick as it did? Where the hell are you? Jira! You in here? Jira! Huh. Why is the Jefferson's hatch open? Jira, what are you doing in here? Listen. Dulan and I figured out the explosion was due to a sudden increase in temperature that caused the ceruleum gas to ignite. The Vaticians used ceruleum as a warp catalyst and... Jira, are you even listening? Go away, Nikolai. Go away? What do you mean, go away? Didn't you hear me? Dulan and I just- I said, go away. What has your antenna so up in arms? I- Hey, have you been crying? I just want to be left alone. Hey, no sweat off my back. I just thought you would want to know that the explosion wasn't due to pilot error. Pilot error? Pilot error? Yes, Jira, that's what I said. It happened too quick. The pilot wouldn't have had time to shut down. Pilot error. (sighs) Why is everybody's first thought pilot error? I just... I... Just... Go. Get out. You damn pink skin. Excuse me, Ensign. Just what the hell has gotten into you? I thought you'd be happy to hear that. I'm... Sorry, sir. You wouldn't understand. Well, try me. I'm a good listener. Really? Growing up with a friend like Mitch, you learn to be. But first, we need something to drink. Come with me. Excuse me? I said come with me. Do I have to make that an order? <laughs> like you would. Just do it, Jira. <sighs> Fine. This'll be perfect. Andorian ale. <laughs> I assure you, this is just for medicinal purposes. Mm-hmm. What other bottles for medicinal purposes do you have back there? I'll have you know that they are officially listed as medical or engineering supplies. <laughs> You're something else. Well, <laughs> thank you for noticing. All right, come on. Out with it, then. What's going on? You know, this place, Vitus 4, reminds me so much of home. And why I left. Ah, story time. I like it. Don't be an ass. Andoria revolves around a gas giant as well. And just seeing the warp flight fail, it brought back memories I'd rather leave back home. But that's the crux of it, isn't it? No matter where I go or how many light years away from home I am... My past, it always follows me. It follows everyone, Jira. I never knew my parents. You know, I'm an orphan. My earliest memory is of a mean, conceited headmistress yelling at me. I can't even remember what she was yelling about now. Headmistress? Part of my childhood was spent in the system. Up until I was 12 cycles old. My memories are filled with older orphans telling me how utterly unwanted I was by them and everyone else. Can you imagine the hypocrisy there? I mean, looking back at it now, but... Not that you'd understand. (laughs) Twelve-year-old me. My ridiculous vow that I'd never let anyone think they were better than I was. I mean, even now I realize how silly that vow was. But... It's still, even now, the one thing that sets me off. Huh. I never noticed. Huh. Yeah, right. Anyway, I left. I had nowhere to go, of course. But I had to go nonetheless, and living on the streets of Andor was harsh. I learned to beg, borrow, and steal. And I was good at it. 
I had to be. I had to survive. Because that's what I am. A survivor. Okay. Well, the end of the story must have ended well, because you're here, and you're in that uniform. I'm gonna be honest. It's a good story. But I'm sorry. I don't see you upset over a life you never had. We've all had some shit in our past that pulls at us. What's the real issue here? I was thinking about those pilots and their families who will never see them. When I was at the academy, I never had a family. I didn't know how to have one. I mean, I had colleagues and people I worked with, but I, I didn't have anyone I could consider family. Until I met Sandra. Is she a pilot as well? She was a great pilot. Best I'd ever seen. During my second year, having received high marks regarding my test scores and simulators, she tagged me for her squadron. She gave me a chance when the others turned me down. She was my lance leader. And she was my friend. Did something happen? I was in my third year. I'd spent well over 500 hours at this point in a Valkyrie. My squadron and I were performing what should have been a routine maneuver just outside of Earth's gravitational orbit. Usually, Sandra was in her own fighter. But this time, she was systems manager in mine. And she made me wing commander. We were performing a double helix formation. Two ships perform a corkscrew around the lead pursuit who keeps straight in a forced horizontal spin and vents plasma. When done right, it's a beautiful formation. Yeah, I know it. Mitch and his squadron were the first that ever did it. One of his squadron mates, um, Patrick O'Leary, I think, gave the formation its name. I didn't know that. Every pilot wanted to perform that formation. <sighs> God, why do pilots get all the envy? You know, I'll have you know that if it wasn't for us engineers, you'd never be flying anything other than a damn rocking chair. So when does the listening start? Fine. Go ahead. So. Two years previously. Razor, check your vector. You're getting too close to us. Caveman, move to formation. The double helix isn't going to perform itself. Copy that, Ice Queen. Backing off. Hey, Ice Queen. Thought you were taking a back seat on this one. Caveman, I repeat. Ice Queen, I got this. I got this. All right, Spitfire. Old habits. Show me what you got. Caveman, you're too close. Check your vector and realign. Better. All right, Echo Squad. Initiate double helix. Caveman, pitch back and begin lag pursuit under my tail. Roger that, Spitfire. Beginning pitch back. Razor, ease up to point three impulse and begin a wing over. You're on top. Acknowledged. Easing up and moving into position. Caveman, in position. Razor in position. We'll be on you in two. Roger that. All right. You're right on top of me. Throttle up to point seven impulse. Max it out. Good. Begin rolling scissor. So far so good, Spitfire. You're doing great. Rolling scissors is stable, Lance Leader. Venting plasma now. Likewise. We're ready for you. Acknowledged. Beginning corkscrew on my mark. Three, two, one. Initiating. Venting plasma. Now. Caveman, your plasma flows off. Check and adjust. Acknowledged. Showing green here. Caveman, cut plasma vent. Negative. System's not responding. Changing vector. Razor, veer off. Pulling away. Caveman, too close. Veer off. Veer off. Negative. System is red. I repeat, the system is red. Initiating emergency transporter. We're going to hit caveman. Warning. Impact imminent. Warning. Impact. Shut up. Attempting to compensate. Negative, Jarrah. No time. Initiate emergency transporter. System malfunction. Emergency transporters offline.
I woke up in Starfleet Medical. I'd been out for two days. There was someone sitting in the room with me, a JAG officer. She said she was representing me during the investigation. All I wanted to do was find out what happened to the others. I eventually found out that Cole and Severin were okay, but no one would tell me about Sandra. I had to plead with one of the nurses to tell me what happened to her. Do you have any idea what that's like? Not knowing if the one person you consider family is okay? <sighs> Massive spinal trauma. Her pod slammed into Razor's fighter after she ejected. They were investigating to see if it was pilot error. Sandra spent two months in a coma and another four in hospital. She never regained the use of her legs, something due to her genetic imprint rejecting the medication used to promote regrowth. That wasn't your fault, Jira. Yeah, well, that's what the official ruling was as well. Don't you get it? If I had ignited my vented plasma, it would have shot me out, altering my vector. No harm, no foul. Sandra suffered because of me. So I push myself to be better. I need to be better so that no one else suffers while I'm at the helm. And did she ever blame you? Of course not. She was my best friend. So if she didn't blame you, why do you blame you? Weren't you listening? I told you why. All I heard was how you blamed yourself. And ultimately how it defined who you became. Jira, you said earlier that I couldn't understand what you were going through. When I told you we all have things in our past that pull at us, I meant it. Do you know why Mitch and I are so close? I assumed you were friends at the Academy. No. Who's turned to poor? What do you think, Lynn? Lynn? Lynn, wake up! <laughs> I'm awake. I'm awake. I'm awake. So, what do you think? Oh, what time is it? <sighs> it's 0200 hours. Uh, I. You. Have you been working this entire time? Of course. Wow. Okay. Give me a second to run some water over my face. Alright, let's see what you got. Wow, that looks like a complete coolant assembly. So, all we need to do now is to analyze this assembly for any discrepancies. Uh, let me guess, you're not planning on getting any sleep before Alpha Shift, are you? We can't stop now, Lynn. Yeah, that's what I thought. <sighs> You look like crap. Yeah, thank you. How much did you drink last night? Before you even go there, I'll have you know that I was lending an ear to... someone. Much like I usually do for you. <laughs> and obviously you listen better the more you drink. Like you, she had a lot to say. She? <laughs> now it's getting interesting. Do tell. You know what, Mitch? Sometimes you can really be such an ass. Commander, I think we discovered the problem. Actually, it was Yale's algorithm that helped solve the mystery. Good morning. I'm so sorry, Captain. It's just... I, uh... Out with it, Ensigns! Uh, sorry, sir. It's just, uh... We believe we found what might have caused the temperature to increase in the coolant system. And how might I ask, were you able to do that? Well, we went to the science lab last night, went over all your data, and Yale came up with the idea of a, creating a, uh, a computer-generated rendering of the coolant assembly from the pieces of the wreckage you brought aboard. If you were contaminating our data or those wreckage pieces... Easy, Commander. No, sir, I, I would never do that. I created an algorithm that would help the computer generate a rendering of the coolant assembly from scanning the pieces we had... 
I thought that a full rendering of the assembly would help. And sir, it did. We found this fragment of metal. Okay, so what is it? Based on my algorithm, I believe that to be a piece of a coolant injector. I'm not following you, Yale. How does this piece help? Sir, we scanned that piece of metal and discovered that it was replicated, not machined. But that's not possible. The Vatissians don't have replicating technology. Uh, sir, that's not all. That injector is also 0.5 microns smaller than it should be. And... It would generate a buildup in pressure, which would then cause a sudden increase in temperature. Did the analysis indicate what material was used to replicate the injector? It was duranium ore. And duranium ore is native to their planet? Yes, sir. Which means there's someone else on Vitus 4A. Attention, this is the captain. All senior officers are to report to the ready room by 0800 hours. Captain out. Good work, Ensigns. Yes. Very good work. Listen, go get some sleep and don't report until 1200 hours, okay? But, sir... Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Come on, Yale. Quite the pair you have there, Nikolai. It would seem so. I'm impressed. You should be. So, are you suggesting that someone else is mining the duranium on the planet? I don't know. But I think we need to try and find out. How would you know the difference between a Vitizian mining operation to that of someone else? From the information we have, it appears that most of their mining is conducted underwater. Those few on the surface are near their settlements. But how likely would it be for someone other than the Vitizians to be present on Vitus IV without being noticed? Well, sir, that would be very likely, considering they've explored their land surface about as much as Earth's oceans were explored during the 21st century. Dulan, can you begin scanning to look for possible mining areas on the surface that are not close to Vitizian populations? Yes, sir. But, Captain... What will we do if we happen to find one? Well, we'll deal with that when the time comes. Let's get to work. Commander, I think I found something on the moon's surface. Bring it up on screen. Okay, what am I looking at? It's one of the three smaller moons that also orbits the gas giant. I believe you were to scan the Vitesian planet's surface. I have, but I included the other orbiting moons, as they also contain duranium. Computer, enhance sector 14.25. There is an unnatural depression on the moon's surface. Well, that doesn't mean anything. Correct. Unless you scan further into the moon's core, as I have, and discover a chamber directly below that depression. Okay, and that means... I believe that the depression was created to look natural, but also to allow individuals to transport to the chamber. The moon's core would interfere with transport technology from reaching the chamber directly without lessening the distance between the chamber and the surface. So you found a chamber and a depression. Is that it? It appears that he also found mining equipment within the chamber. Are you sure? Yes, sir. Do we know the origins of the equipment? No, sir. The interference is preventing us from learning that information. The only way to know for sure is with boots on the ground, sir. Are there any signs of life on the surface or in the chamber? Negative on the surface, sir, but I am unable to confirm within the chamber. This is the captain, Commander Reznov and Ensign Tour. Please report to the main transporter room. Quinn out. Commander Valdor, report to the transporter room. XO, you'll lead the away team. Take two security members with you. Aye, Captain. Lieutenant Draw, keep an ear out for any communications in the area. Aye, sir. Lieutenant Max, keep an eye out for other ships, including those that might be cloaked. Yes, sir. Away team to vigilance. We have arrived and about to enter the main chamber area. Acknowledged. Good luck. Away team out. Commander Valdor. What are the readings of our immediate area? I'm reading high amounts of cerulean gas from the ore deposits in the area. I'm also getting small readings of duranium ore deposits as well. No life signs. Okay, everyone. Let's move out. Standard formation. Sir? Anson, just stay behind me. Yes, sir. 
Commander, I'm getting several metal readings that should be the machinery we discovered. Okay, let's get some lights set up. Oh my. Commander, they look like mining machines to me. I'd have to agree. Commander Dulon, can we get a scan of them? They appear to be Bajoran. Bajoran? What are they doing out here? I don't think it was the Bajorans that were here. What makes you think that? Well, this boots bike certainly isn't Bajoran. Lieutenant Draw to Captain Quinn. Quinn here. I have the Cure Council on a secure channel. Put them through. Good afternoon, Commodore. Ambassador? Advocate? Afternoon, Commander. Commander? So, how's your investigation going? Sir, we have definitive proof that Commander Reznov was right. The Vitesian ship was sabotaged. What did the Commander find? The Commander initially discovered that the Vitesian ship had a sudden increase in temperature that couldn't be explained. It wasn't until my engineering team discovered a replicated coolant injector that explained the reason for the ship to explode. Did you say... replicated injector? I did, sir. I don't understand. How did a coolant injector, whether it was replicated or not, cause the Vitesian ship to explode? If I understand correctly, the Vitesians incorporated ceruleum gas as a warp plasma catalyst, and we know ceruleum gas is very volatile. According to my engineering team, the replicated coolant injector was microns smaller than it should be. This caused an increase in pressure, which then caused a sudden increase in temperature. According to Commander Reznov, that was enough to ignite the ceruleum gas. He also stated that their system wouldn't have registered this increase in time for the pilot to shut down. Did you learn the origin of the ore used to replicate the coolant injector? Yes, Ambassador, we did. The material used is native to Vitis IV. So you are saying that someone not native to their world mined their ore and replicated the injector without being noticed? Not exactly, Advocate. What do you mean, not exactly? We found an underground mining operation on one of the moons orbiting the same system. Underground mining operation? Were you able to determine that through scans? Not initially, Ambassador. Uh, Commander Valdor discovered a chamber below the surface of the moon and suspected that it was a mining operation due to the type of ore present and due to the readings he was receiving. It wasn't until I sent an away team to the moon that it was confirmed. You found mining equipment? Yes, Advocate. We found old Bajoran equipment that apparently was being used by... Klingons. Klingons? Klingons? How can you be certain? <clears throat> because we found this Klingon boot spike at the site. Commodore, you have been surprisingly quiet. Have you any thoughts on this? Yes, I have. First contact protocols have not been established, and as such, you are ordered to return to Cure Station immediately. But, sir, it's obvious that someone other than the Vitesians prevented them from succeeding. Granted, but that does not change anything. Respectfully, I disagree, Commodore. The very reason that someone might have sabotaged the Vitesian flight was to prevent the Federation from establishing first contact. We should at least stay and investigate further, sir. Permission denied. The Vigilance will set course for Cure Station immediately. Yes, sir. Commander... You are to leave any reference to the boot spike out of your official reports. Understood, sir. Cure Council out. Bloody hell. Cure Council out. Commodore, I don't understand. Why order the commander to keep it out of his official report? Because it's the right thing to do. How is it the right thing to do? Because, Ambassador, it would be the death of this station if Starfleet ever found out. Tujuk, can you find out quietly why that boot spike was there? I shall have Adjutant Latoll inform the High Council. They will want to initiate an investigation. I shall have him run one of his own as well. 
Thank you. Ambassador. Advocate. It seems I should have been just as concerned about their investigation as you were. It is time for me to go as well. Just so you know, I didn't like giving him that order. I understand. Damn it. I've seen that look before. I have asked you all here to inform you that we have been ordered back to Cure Station immediately. Wait, but Mitch, what about the Klingons and the sabotage? That just doesn't seem right, Captain. I have to agree. Based on the evidence we have secured, it seems unusual that we would be ordered back without investigating further. So they are saying no to establishing first contact. The Vitesians have not met the criteria for establishing first contact, therefore we will be returning to Cure Station. But they would have. Doesn't that mean anything? What if the reason was to prevent the Federation from establishing first contact? Shouldn't that be grounds to at least continue investigating? We have also been ordered to exclude any mention of the Klingon boot spike in our official reports. Commander Hawthorne, have Helm set course immediately for Cure Station, cruising speed. Yes, sir. But Mitch... Dismissed. Sir, the Vigilance has finally exited the system. They are running away like a tog with his tail between his legs. You are certain our presence went unnoticed, more. I have not registered. The Vigilance was aware of us. This is the second time I've had the pleasure of watching them leave. It amuses me. Run, Captain. Run home. You're not wanted here. Denel Kath. Captain, we can begin mining operations again, at your convenience. While I am displeased that they have found the site, are you certain that nothing found was traceable? I would be surprised if they found anything useful, let alone anything tying the operation to House Duras. Moreover, the mining of moons inside pre-warp societies is not illegal in the Empire. We are not in the Empire, Kavar. No, sir. Very well, then, Kavar. You may inform them. Sir, we have an incoming subspace transmission. By whom? It's audio only. And it's him, sir. Very well. I will receive it in my chamber. You have the bridge. For House Duras. Indeed. Greetings. Your operations in the Vatician system are to cease. Effective immediately. Excuse me? Why? You have failed... I have received word the Federation have found proof of your involvement in this. Impossible! There was nothing for them to find. They seem to have uncovered Klingon involvement to keep the Petitians planet-bound. They have found your mining operation on the second moon. You, Captain, were sloppy! Watch your tongue, old. Or you'll what, Captain? Carve my tongue from my mouth? Please! You've used that threat so much I've come to yawn each time I hear it. If I were you, I'd save the threats for the individual whose boot spike was left as a beacon for all to see. You, Captain, should feel lucky they weren't able to tie this mess directly to you. A boot spike? I want you to find that individual and carve out his heart. Is that understood, Captain? Jigalta Bridge. Kaval, set a course for Beta Thorador, and have Tamor inspect all of the mining crew, and bring me the Batak who is missing a boot spike. You've been listening to First Contact Protocol Part 2, Episode 8 of Endless Vigilance, a Star Trek fan production. 
a Two Sober Dwarfs Productions podcast, making magic for your ears. This episode was written, produced, and directed by Robert J. Harrower and Vincent J. Loria. It was audio engineered and edited by Robert J. Harrower, Vincent J. Loria, and Isaac Gooch. The voice talents for this episode are Craig Hustler as Commander Mitchell Quinn, Robert J. Harrower as Lieutenant Commander Wilfred Hawthorne, Matthew James Lottie as Lieutenant Commander Nikolai Reznov, Gary Warnock as Lieutenant Commander Dulon Valdor, Jordan Pierce as Lieutenant Max, Man DK as Lieutenant Junior Grade Tila Draw, Abigail Wall as Ensign Jera Shavari, Daniel Ward as Dr. Oraman Nen, Jade Loria as Nurse Loria, Hazel Newman as Ensign Yale Tour, Isaac Gooch as Ensign Lin Huai Chang, Rihanna Gould as the Valkyrie Computer, Eloria Shaw as Ambassador Katara Tipperal, Joshua Peruse as Advocate Dejuk Kevin Scarf, as Commodore Stephen Williamson, Bernica Kendall as Cadet Ice Queen Sandra Hartman, Jason Oakley as Cadet Caveman Severn, Jenny Barrett as Cadet Razor Cole, Patrick Sakal as Lieutenant Caval, Robert Pepper as Sergeant Timor, Regan Packwood as Captain Jagal, Stephen Hyatt as Adjutant Latal, and Michael French as the Vigilance Computer. Original music for this episode was provided by Nate Reynolds Welsh. Endless Vigilance, a Star Trek fan production, is based on Star Trek, created by Gene Roddenberry. For more information about this episode, or to find us online, please visit us at twosoberdwarfsproductions.com, on Twitter, at Two Sober and at Vigilance Trek, and on Facebook, at facebook.com slash Productions. Star Trek and all related marks, logos, and characters are solely owned by CBS Studios Incorporated. Two Sober Dwarfs Productions, the website, the promotion thereof, and this fan audio drama are not endorsed by, sponsored by, nor affiliated with CBS, Paramount Pictures, or any other Star Trek franchise, and is a non-commercial, fan-made audio production intended for recreational use. No commercial exhibition or distribution is permitted. No alleged independent rights will be asserted against CBS or Paramount Pictures.